Hello, welcome to the Elevate Your Wellbeing podcast with your host, Rachel Wagstaff, yoga teacher, wellbeing coach, and former snoozeaholic. In this podcast, I'm going to be diving into wellbeing tips and tools to help you feel great daily, just like you deserve to. Hello, welcome to episode 28 of the Elevate Your Wellbeing podcast with myself, Rachel Wagstaff. How are you as you are listening to this week's episode? So, yeah, I really, really want to dive into the topic of investing in yourself. And I feel that it really comes at a nice time because yesterday was my birthday. It was a big birthday. I use that in air quotes because I feel that's kind of forced upon us with how we can be in society. I don't feel anywhere like I thought I would when I can reflect back to being a lot younger and looking at what I believed someone would be at the age of 40. So yeah, yesterday I officially turned the big 4-0 and yeah, I don't feel like I am. But I really want to talk about investing in yourself. This is something I've been talking about a lot lately, especially as I did my masterclass on that. I call it rebalanced because it's reassessing, renewing, reframing, all these sorts of things with your life. And essentially it's investing in yourself. It's making sure that you are a priority. And that is the key thing. You are a priority. So well done for taking the time to make yourself a priority by doing something like this, sitting down and listening to the podcast or at least connecting in with it because it's helping you to reframe some thoughts or limiting beliefs that you may have had around well-being or self-care. So wherever you are at, if you're going for a walk, take a picture whilst you're listening to this podcast, whilst you're out for a walk and then tag me at I am Rachel underscore UK on Instagram. Or just send me a DM or send me a message, send me an email if you've got any takeaways, what were your ahas from this week's podcast? Because I do love to hear from you. This is something I'm sharing to give you that little nudge, that little awareness of what it can be like to to work for me. And I do find it really tricky to keep it to like 10, 15, 20 minutes. But it's what I try and do because there is so much more I can dive into. But I want to really highlight something I shared I think a week or two ago, uh, it was a post I shared that was, I put why I'm shouting from the rooftops about investing in yourself. And it's a story I've shared a few times. It's something I've come back to. And when I shared it, I was like, as a yoga teacher, I've burnt myself out multiple times. And I have highlighted how I was doing 12 plus hour days. I wasn't taking time for myself. And I was stopping and eating. And I was even sharing this on Instagram, like, having little calls with the essentials and it would literally be like eating sausage rolls a packet of crisps and a coffee or something like that you know and it was like in the afternoon not at lunchtime it was way past lunchtime it was like a mid-afternoon like snack but it definitely was not lunch and it definitely wasn't healthy and it definitely wasn't an example that I would have been giving out and you know if I if I was looking at that now that is not someone I would want to work with as in helping me with my well-being because I can see they're not being good with their well-being someone I would want to work with to help because I'm like oh my god this is where I was at and I wasn't healthy and 
don't get me wrong, I loved what I was doing, but I loved it so much that I just gave and gave and gave and I didn't give myself the time for me. So I wanted to dive into this. Um, we are, let's quickly look at the moon because that's what I like to share. So we're coming up for a last quarter moon in Pisces. That's coming up tomorrow. And last quarter moon, it's, you know, it's, what are we letting go of? What are you letting go of? So you letting go of any limiting beliefs or any habits that are restricting you that aren't helping serve you for what you're wanting to achieve or who you're wanting to be. And um, Pisces can be that, that giver. And it is about finding balance. So I do love that there are quite a few signs in the Zodiac that have that balance. Gemini, my sun sign, are the twins. We have Libra, quite literally the balance, the scales. We have Pisces, the two fishes, the head and the heart going in the opposite direction, being pulled in opposite directions. And that's the sign the moon is in. We are in the, the moon sign of Pisces. So emotionally, we can feel like pulled. No, I should be doing this, but I really want to be doing this. And that can be where we feel like we're at. You know, it's like I need to take time to stop for lunch but I feel like I should be doing this or if I quickly get this done then maybe I could finish earlier and it doesn't always work like that and I was very much like that as a yoga teacher and I think this is why essentially I don't associate in my mind anymore as a yoga teacher because that's like part of the journey I was in and that wasn't a healthy phase that I was in so now as a well-being coach, I can really look back and reflect on that and go, that was a journey I had to go through because I had to experience the, the love and the need to share this. And then realizing actually I wasn't taking my own medicine, as one of my mentors likes to say, what medicine do you need to take? You know, what am I sharing, but I'm not receiving myself. And I could even remember someone highlighting like she would be working with people. In, and I don't know if I had started teaching yoga at this time or whether I was just starting and she was saying that she was really surprised at how she was working with yoga teachers that burnt out and I could relate to it but I also thought that's not going to be me but I can understand it now because I can understand the passion of knowing how good it is for you and the joy and the beauty it can bring you but it's remembering you've got to receive that not just give it it's very different to giving that to others and sharing that with others and I think I was very good at being very happy at what I did that people thought I was in this state of feeling relaxed not feeling rushed but there's lots of things behind the scenes that I even shared like I said I how I can remember I've got this deal I've shared it a few times now again on my Instagram story saying this is what I shared I was very happy to share it but actually it wasn't very healthy that that's what I was eating oh, because I wasn't stopping for lunch and I probably wasn't having breakfast and I was having dinner when I got in after 9.30 p.m. and then going to bed about midnight and then doing it all again the following day. It wasn't healthy. And I knew what was good, but I wasn't really doing it myself. And I wanted to highlight that. It's like there are four tools to preventing burnout that I thought I was doing until I realized I wasn't. There's exercise, a balanced diet, good sleeping patterns and asking for help. So you might do all of these, you might do one or two of these, but these are really four really good tools for preventing burnout. Exercising, a balanced diet, good sleep patterns and asking for help. I did this post I highlighted 
where I was going wrong with this. So the first one was exercise. I was like, well, I was teaching yoga classes, so that counts, yeah. But I was rushing here and there and pretty much everywhere to teach and help my students learn the art of relaxation, but I was never putting in the time for my own practice. I was never putting in the time for my own practice. I wasn't blocking out time for me to do the work as well. I was willingly foregoing my practice to teach additional classes. I was willingly thinking, no, it's fine. I'm kind of moving. And it was clear when we went into lockdown how much movement I was doing because, you know, straight away I could feel that, that major shift of slowing down I wasn't overexerting myself and I did put on a little bit of weight because I was eating a lot of cake <laughs> that was like cooking at home and obviously wasn't rushing around here there and everywhere and teaching multiple classes every day but I wasn't being present in that practice and I can notice the difference I can even reflect back to when I first started teaching and I would allow myself to really drop into the flow that I'd actually forget I was in this room full of like 20 plus people or I'd suddenly like click back in and be like oh oh shit I need to remember what side I'm on or where I'm going and it would really stump me to the point that I had to realize like I can demo it but not be in the flow and that's a big difference I was doing the movement but I wasn't in that meditative state of mind and that's a big difference so this is why I've highlighted are you doing the thing but you're not actually 100% present with the thing and that can make a big difference, especially if you rush, ironically, to a yoga class to relax. Or you've gone to the class to relax, but you have to rush out before the deep relaxation at the end because you have to rush back to work. And it, that's always been something I've found amusingly ironic over the last 10 plus years of teaching yoga. Eating a balanced diet. And then I put like, yeah, right. I would eat a quick snack before teaching for two hours. I would get lunch. I would inevitably sleep in, which meant missing breakfast because I was going to bed past midnight. I would be teaching until 9.30 p.m. and then eat dinner when I got home. And it just really wasn't healthy, it wasn't sustainable. And that's a big thing I've put in with boundaries that I now will have my dinner about 5 p.m., 5.30 p.m. because then I would teach a 7 o'clock class. And that was enough time for me to eat food I could be present. I didn't have to go all in with demoing because a lot of my my students, my clients know what they're doing. So I could talk them through it. And, and that really became more sustainable. I could really feel the difference and be like, now I do this. So I make sure I have like overnight oats. So I thought that went the, uh, the night before as part of my evening routine. So that's in the fridge when I wake up. I do my morning routine, so I meditate, I journal, and then I listen to some like positive affirmations, I do EFT, and then I have my overnight oats, I then walk the dogs, so that takes at least an hour to walk the dogs, and then I will come home and have a second breakfast, so by then it's at least 10am, and I will have breakfast, then I will have my coffee, and by then I've had at least one litre of water. And as I'm saying this now, make sure you have got some water. And as I'm saying this now, I've nearly finished my second litre. I normally drink three and a half to four litres a day. 
So make sure you're staying hydrated. And I was not staying hydrated. I thought I was, but I really was not. Good sleeping pattern. And just to highlight, like, you know, I was like, I was missing breakfast and now I have two breakfasts every day. And I do teach lunchtime classes to my corporates, but I that's where that second breakfast came in. I was like, right, I need to be really fueled for when I'm teaching these classes. And I come home and I have that boundary now of, um, I'm going to stop and have lunch for an hour. And then I get on with whatever I'm doing on my admin side. So as I'm recording this podcast, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode with batching, I'll do a few episodes one after the other because I'm in that 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 mindset, that focus of this is what I'm doing. And it's like just gone 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And you know, I've been sat at the computer maybe for an hour. But so, you know, it's it, I've really shifted how I start my day. And that's a big thing I really help with clients when I'm coaching them. Obviously, my day could be looking very different to yours, but it's so it's working with what works for you. But this is something I've really gone through with myself as well. Good sleeping patterns. So I always resonated and identified as a night owl. So I always burnt the midnight oil. But I had no sleep routine, which also meant I had no morning routine. I had no evening routine. I did not have good sleep patterns at all. To the point where I've highlighted again on a previous episode how I was teaching lunchtime classes that started at 12 noon. And I would sometimes be getting out of bed. Uh, I think the latest I, I pushed it was like 20 minutes before I had to be at the venue, which is really, really mad and really embarrassing. But that didn't stop me. It took a lot for me to really realise that I needed to sort out my sleep patterns. And having that morning routine really helps me to create space to check in and reflect. How am I feeling? What am I needing from the day? How are my energy levels feeling? What can I give to the day? And then having that evening routine to have time to unwind and move into that relaxation mode, honour that, right, I've come to a cutoff point with when I would eat food. Obviously, I listen to my body. If I'm feeling a bit hungry, I will have a little light snack. But I'm not eating a heavy meal, like an actual dinner, like an hour or so before I'd be going to bed. So it's it's having that that big shift on how I set up my whole day, that routine around how well I can sleep I now pretty much sleep like a baby obviously there are odd nights but you know it's not every night and then the last one is asking for help and this one's a big one for me because I'm stubborn I think I can do it all I think I should do it all and I think some of this stems from growing up um just my mum looked after me and my brother so you know single mum caretaker yeah, she had to play all the roles. So it's something I've taken on board myself. I thought I could do it all. So I worked part-time whilst building my business. Um, I've run my businesses whilst helping out friends or family in need. I'd be doing the chores, trying to have a social life. And again, this is where boundaries came in. And knowing that it's okay to leave certain things until tomorrow. So I will go into that, the um, the 3D method. I think I've touched on it slightly on one episode, but I want to go into it again because I've um, recently shared it on the masterclass. And that is in the show notes if you want to purchase the recording. I think there is so much that you can take away from that, even if you can't join live. Do purchase the recording. It's only £22 or whatever that equates to in your um, currency. And yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. But, you know, creating that boundary, knowing that it was okay to leave certain things till tomorrow, or 
not doing them at all. And I know it can be really challenging to do this, but keep your list to three important tasks or chores or to do each day. And I'm going to go into our prompt in a moment for today. Um, say no to classes that didn't light me up. And I have taken on classes that I was like, yeah, that could be fun to do. But I was actually saying, you know, yeah, it's a paycheck. And there were some classes I would walk in the room, I'd be like, I really don't want to do this class. And this was never any at the studio, if anyone from the studio is listening to this. Um, but yeah, there are some classes I was like, no, this isn't me. I can't give what these people need. So it was, you know, learning to say no. So giving yourself permission to say no is huge. And then making self-care a priority. And I did get good at this. I got really good at this at one point and then I've kind of lightened up about this and then this is something that hopefully as you're listening to this I'm either doing this right now or I'm doing it when you're listening to next week's episode um I would be in a really good habit of going for a massage every couple of months like every 90 days every two so two to three months I go and get a massage and obviously lockdown stopped all that and I got out of the habit and I was also really good at going to spa days but my intention for that resumed this year, the 2023, um, is to go and have a spa day every six to eight weeks. And either I'm going to be doing that as this episode goes up, so that also a little cheeky extra for my birthday, or I'm going to do the following week, because as I'm recording this, I haven't booked it yet. But that is my intention. And that would be my third one for this year. I did one in February. I did one in April. And then one in June so yeah that is my intention making self-care a priority this can really vary for everyone and I know my personality type I know my archetype a spa day really lights me up it just feels really nice and bougie I can chill out there's lots of different things I can do so I can sit around the pool and read a book I could go in the spa uh like in the sauna I could go in the 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 pool you know I could go in the gym there's lots of different things I can do so it lights me up because there's lots of different things in there so I can do little tasters uh, so it feels like I've done a little bit more than just doing say one thing like a massage and time to re refill your cup really must come first now you've probably heard the saying you know put your oxygen mask on before helping others which sounds easier than it actually is because we all burn out <laughs> but you you give your best self when you feel like your best self you give your best self when you feel like your best self so make sure you take that time for you and really honor that so grab your journal and in your journal your prompt for this week is where do you place yourself on your to-do list where do you place yourself on your to-do list where do you place yourself on your to-do list I'd love to know so all the details are in the show notes with how you can get in touch with me if you wish to share this I do love hearing from you and yeah make sure you know 
tag me and let me know what's one thing that you're going to do for yourself to make sure that you're on that top of the to-do list or if you're not sure what questions do you have so I can dive into these a little bit more on the podcast if you joined me for the masterclass whether that was joining me live or if you purchased the recording and you've had a listen to that do also let me know your takeaways and I look forward to joining you for a chat next week Thank you.